Hello and welcome to episode number 136 of the Nerd Pro Co podcast. This is our Wonder Woman movie review with Eva Antonor and Rich Bidell. We're going to get to that in a moment. The quick plugs. I don't think Union Square Slam is actually still going over the summer. It might be, but that is every Tuesday, 7 p.m. at the Bureau of General Services, Queer Division, the LGBT center i don't know how much longer that will be going on but you can go on facebook and or google uh, union squared slam and see what is going on with that living room comedy show i believe it's still going on every friday night at the postmark cafe 6th street between 4th and 5th avenue in park slope brooklyn what else uh sunday poetry open mic with mason granger is still happening at the bowery poetry club 308 bowery that I believe is a $12 cover, maybe a $10 cover. There might be a discount on that. Check that out. Uh, you can go on a Bowery Poetry Club's website or check that out. I believe it's called the uh, Sunday Bowery Open Mic. I'm not 100% on it on Facebook. You can go look that up. Go see some live shows. Speaking of live shows, some of you might be wondering, hey, wasn't there supposed to be a live show that was nerd poetry and a nerd slam that was supposed to go up last sunday as a podcast and then there wasn't the podcast last week what happened with that well what happened with that everyone who is a listener who lives in new york who did not come is that only one other person showed up to that show which i was very 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 sad and depressed about at the time uh i am substantially less so now, there are going to be more live shows. The live show that we did at Freddy's actually went uh, very well. That was a lot of fun. More of you should have come to that, too. But as I said, if the things go well, we get to do more of them. But when they don't go well, I don't know. There were, I mean, there's definitely going to be more of them, whether they are at the same locations is up in the air right now and when they're going to happen is now also up in the air just because i've become incredibly busy doing other stuff a lot of the details of that along with some other reviews like american gods and a couple other tv shows and things nerdy things that have been going on like the black panther preview which actually <laughs> aired while we were recording this podcast but we didn't see it till afterward uh definitely going to be just some discussion of that either on the next episode or the episode after that a lot of cool things coming out over the summer gonna be a lot more reviews some of you also might be asking where are all the guests what happened to guests uh there will be more guests i believe next episode i uh <laughs> I, I don't know what it's gonna be called but next episode i've been debating on how much to share with you guys of what's been going on here at NerdProQuo headquarters and with me personally, I think a lot of that is I'm probably going to talk about next episode because I think it's time that you guys know uh, some of the stuff that is going on and I'm definitely going to be uh, reaching out to you, the listeners, and a bunch of other people about some stuff coming up because, uh, frankly, I need your help doing this. Uh, we have a bunch of our co-hosts, you know, Eve Antonor, Rich Bidel you know, occasional, you know, regular, semi-regular guests, uh, co-hosts like, you know, Elia Lucero, a lot of uh, semi-regular guests like my friend Charlie and uh, Sean Mallory and, you know, comedians who come on on a semi-regular basis to talk about stuff. That's definitely going to continue to happen, but yeah, uh, there's definitely going to be a more detailed outreach to everyone for help. <laughs> for help! Help me! 
uh, keep doing this because it has become increasingly more difficult to put these up on a regular basis given my work, my actual job and other things that have been going on. That <laughs> being said, what else did I want to talk? I think that's about it for that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, get into this episode. It is uh, episode number 136. Uh, oh, yeah. If you dig it, click subscribe. What I always tell you guys, click subscribe. If you are into it, it's now on iTunes. It's going to be going up on some other... You're going to be, be able to get it on some other avenues, but that's part of what I'm going to be reaching out to people about in the coming weeks are going to be about that and it being available in more in more venues let's just say more avenues to get the podcast also leave a review in itunes and you know i'm not even going to say all the regular stuff that i say about stuff that's going to be coming up soon uh you'll just see it soon in the meantime episode 136 of the nerd proco podcast the wonder woman movie review Yep. More than a woman. More than a woman to me. Is that what's playing right now in the back? No. no. Okay. More than is, a woman. What is playing outside the window right now? Some 90s. More yeah. than a woman to me. What are we talking about tonight? We're, we're talking about Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, as a DC fanboy, finally, we get one. Over, yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah, just, just one. <laughs> I you, would, know. you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say over Marvel, it's but you so- finally got one that is up to snuff with the Marvel. Movies. Well, no, no, we got one over because one, this is a female-led action flick. Okay, okay, if we're uh, if we're coming at it from that perspective, then yes, I agree with you. Directed by a female director and uh-huh. is well written well acted and overall well received now i have high faith in what marvel is going to do with um captain marvel captain marvel yes yeah captain marvel but and brie larson is is, brie larson brie larson is is like multitudes a better actress than gal gadot is but that's neither here nor there (laughs) the point is this is a wonder woman that for finally is being well represented in the big screens and yeah. i say woohoo there are so many i mean before I, there are i definitely have problems and ultimately of my, course you got to piss but, on but, all but, but, but no 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 actually weirdly enough my problems before we get to them actually don't have to do with the Specifically, the movie. It has to do with one character that I just have a problem with in general. All right. Well, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's such a step. There are so many. Uh, oh, it's funk. I think that's funk. I'm digging this. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, something. Every you know, sometimes it's soca, which is always a nice thing playing outside this is something else i don't know what's playing right now because i'm not really paying attention i'm maybe you can hear it in the background on the mics i think if we talk closely enough on the mics the most you might hear it is on rich's mic because he's closest to the window yeah it sounds super familiar oh yeah i feel like africa mabata no i don't think so uh the beat but who cares we're talking about wonder woman (laughs) yeah 
It's momentarily distracted. Uh, I think it's it's so many things about this movie are a step in the right direction, and I only my biggest hope is that the success of this and the steps that are in the right direction are things that are continued on into Justice League. Okay. And a lot of that just has to do with the vibe. This this is so much more of a fun movie. So let's start out with what it does in the right direction. Yes. For me, cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was a huge fan of how everyone came together yeah. uh, in this film. Great chemistry, especially between Godot and Chris Pine. I mean, Captain Kirk's the shit. Yeah. But, you know, I just... the chemistry between these two also with the side characters like the 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 troops that accompanies uh steve trevor yeah um those band of you know crazy rascals as well as steve trevor's assistant who was adorbs you know i know from somewhere but i can't place her i yeah i can't pinpoint her but she was great in it i want to say rebel wilson but i don't think it's rebel Mm -mm, wilson mm -mm, it's not rebel mm, wilson yeah yeah. that woman was pretty rebel wilson you have her i'm looking her up now um yeah it's not but i know i know in fact i think she might be i might we might know her from doctor who but i can't think of who she played no i would have remembered her well, maybe uh, latest the previous season because yeah. I haven't seen that. Uh, so many things like there, there are moments that actually feel lighthearted and feel fun yeah. in this, mm-hmm. and it still st- has that kind of weird, like dark and dour, like over undertone that all of the other ones have had. But this one seems a little bit. It seems like they relax that a lot more for this one. That dark and dour, you have to admit. I mean, it's a setting. World War One. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. there's. That's what I mean. It's, it actually, <laughs> unlike can't. the other ones, it actually kind of, unlike, say, Man of Steel, it actually makes sense in mm-hmm. this one. And there's also a huge contrast between the way that Demoscura is portrayed in this very bright, very colorful. It's almost, it's almost always daytime there. Yeah. And then when they go to the World War One, London setting, the contrast Gray, of that Browns was very uh, apparent. The as cheesy as it was, I loved the little interaction between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot when in like the pools or whatever. The whole like there has to be comic relief. Like, and, 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 but, and he's but, got great comic timing. Yeah, from unlike what I've seen. so many yeah. of the other DC movies, the comic, the like comedy stuff. Uh, as much as you like anyone who is like, oh, it's all, it's one long, like, penis joke. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually okay with that. Like, mm. I could see trolly, like, you know, mansplainy, anti feminist people, dudes might have a problem with it. I was like, oh, if they're just doing, like, a lip service. It's so pandering. And I was like, it might be, but that doesn't make, if it's enjoyable, I actually don't give a shit like whether it's pandering or not whether you feel it's pandering and ultimately like i was listening to another review of it um this uh earlier from fan bros and i was just like i definitely have some issues with it but honestly the overall like good time that i had i almost like the problem is like i don't give a shit the the amount that they actually got right yeah Makes this work, makes 
all of the, the cheesy stuff that I don't like, like, worth it for yeah. me. I mean, the only th- down part of the film was um, Ares, which yeah. was meh, but the fight scene was enjoyable. And that's, when, that's where it's, it's kind of similar to a, a Marvel film because it, it suffers from a villain problem. I think, but one. I mean, I think for the sequel, I'm assuming they're going to do a sequel. They're going to have a villain that would match her. I'm assuming it'll be a cheetah, because I don't know Wonder, if Wonder Woman has a huge rogues gallery. She doesn't to rely actually. On. I think it was a really as. However, you and I do have some problems. Even though I love David Thewlis in anything, the guy who played like Ares. Yeah. Uh, I love him. Yeah, the great actor. Yeah, I love him in anything. Mm. Uh, I actually think it was a really good decision to make Ares the villain in this because without someone like Ares, you're right, Wonder Woman, even with Cheetah, who is a lame villain, she doesn't have a role. It's one of like the biggest weaknesses of the her character. Not her character, but like the you know her how universe, she's been written. Yeah. Her yeah. like segment of the DC universe is that she doesn't have as good of a rogues gallery. That being said, I almost feel like that gives you more opportunity to make Wonder Woman more interesting as a character in her own right. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have the villain to be the Because so much of all all of the Batman films, as good as Christian Bale was, as good as I will defend to the death Michael Keaton mm-hmm. as Bruce Wayne Batman, uh, when you watch those films, I mean, you can say Christian Bale was great, but who stands out in those it's films? It's the villains. Mm-hmm. The villains. Yeah. The Batman in 1989, it's Jack Nicholson it's as the Joker. Yeah. Batman Returns, it's Danny DeVito and especially... Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer as Catwoman in Batman Begins. I mean, Batman Begins is the exception. But that's in Dark the Knight, it's it's he's it's, Ledger. It's Joker. just. It's Ledger, it's, yeah. I think it's just the character yeah. that lends well to having villains that force the actor to go all out to match the lead actor. Yeah, you know, I don't think you're going to see that in any other. Um, movie outside of a Spider-Man franchise. You know, where Spider-Man has a very strong rogues gallery. And yet, and and yet you they can still rely on, you know, I mean, Raimi showed that with, you know, having compelling and complex characters behind these villains. You'll probably have that somehow in Batman. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know any other superhero who has a rogues gallery like that. Maybe Cap? The Flash? Flash. The Flash. The Flash does. The Flash, the Flash. You know what's funny about that? The Flash is the is one of the first DC characters in which his rogues gallery is actually called the Rogues. Yeah. Like that term, I actually think comes from the Flash villains. Oh yeah. And the interesting thing about the Flash villains is the Flash villains are very similar to the Spider-Man villains in that the Flash rogues gallery, rogue the Rogues in the Flash universe, like all. In the DC universe, Eve, you pro- you definitely must know this. They have their own secret cemetery that they all go to. I'm not aware of that. I do know that they meet up regularly. Yeah, 
Captain um, Cold you're and pretty all of close. The, yeah. Um, Captain Boomerang, yeah, like all of them yeah. like know each other and they've become it's interesting because it, I think I kinda like that about Flash. And also you know? like the Rogues Gallery and the Flash is they're villains, but uh They're more like anti bumbling idiot heroes. Well but the interesting thing well no, they're villains, but Captain Cold, Captain Boom, Boomerang and all of those uh, and then there's a couple side villains that aren't part of the ro- the rogues actually have a code. Yeah, they're like a group of villains, and it was like this is we hate the Flash, we'll kill and hurt people who are associated with the Flash, but outside of that, this is what we do as quote unquote villains as criminals. These are the list of things, uh, ca- and, and I think it's actually somewhere in the written in the mythos this is like Captain Cold has like this whole set of like we'll rob and we will kill people if we have to uh, we never rob or harm children or women yeah. uh, there's or, a line that or, they won't cross or that's if, something I appreciate about it, them or, or if we're going to rip someone off we never rip someone off in a way in which it'll hurt women or children like yeah. that's actually like a. it's a really interesting mm. like, it makes them interesting as villains yeah so by, going yeah. by the way uh, the secretary, whose character's name is Etta, is played by Lucy Davis. What else has she been in? Yeah. Because uh, I'm... I'm. She's it's like a cute little She's lady. been in Shaun of the Dead. Wait. Oh, yeah. Who was she I remember. Yes. One of the uh, the girlfriend's friends. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Now yes, I yes, remember yes. her. Yeah. Uh, she oh, was my all- God. She plays, she plays the friend who, like, is who dating... Hates. The, dump, the, the dude who's in love with his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, now I know exactly who she is. <laughs> what else? Oh, You're only friends with me because you're trying <laughs> yeah. to get to her. Yes, okay, I know exactly who she is now. I was like, I know she looks familiar. Yeah, she was all, also in the, um, the British version of The Office. Okay, that's also why she looks familiar. That. Okay. Um, yeah, like, there was... I mean... Both a huge positive and also one of the kind of my criticisms of this film was I love Robin Wright. I wish we could, even you said this, I think, in the scene. You yeah. were just like, God damn it. They're I wanted ki- more of her. Yeah. Because yeah, she's, she's so she awesome. Bad. She's yeah, so she was, bad. She, she's badass. She's just badass. Uh, I just wanted Claire, you know... Claire Underwood with Claire a sword. Underwood? You want more fucking Claire <laughs> yeah. Underwood as a fucking like, oh, Amazon gosh. general? I'm, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ares was okay as a villain. Um, just there, just established a really pretty good fight scene. Yeah. Um, and I've had conversations with coworkers who um, are big fans of Wonder Woman, and they felt that the the speech towards the end was a little cheesy. I do too. I, I don't I do mind too. it. I don't mind it. I think you need that to establish her as the light in this world. Yeah. And to contrast her with the shit that Snyder has done with Superman and Batman. Because you have to have some sort of hope being brought into this world. Yeah, it uh, doesn't have to be so dark and brooding all the time. And with all these flashbacks and incoherent nonsense that goes on that this this was an this was very refreshing yeah. 
Yeah, you and you have you have some nice chemistry going on within the cam- characters. You have comic relief. Um, I, you know what I liked? I like that, especially once Chris Pine's character comes into the story and and they they go to London. How her character is played as naive. No, like a child. But she's very childlike. Right, in she's, this put, new she's world. childlike, and it's kind of it's it's. Is, is she, she she shows that naive side without without it being condescending, but uh, and then how that plays off to Chris Pine's character, uh, and how, you know how she's so so steadfast in fighting the war and getting to the war, yeah. and um, that was that was just that whole introduction was very well executed. I thought. Yeah. There's some stuff like. That speech, I definitely had a little, a couple of groan moments when I was at the theater and I was watching it. But then I thought about it and uh, going super nerd, uh, have you, there's some stuff, not necessarily in the Wonder Woman bo- books. Uh, DC Animated? No, actually, it's, I think both of them are, uh, I think they're both in Blackest Night. The Green Lantern thing, yeah, uh, where Wonder Woman gets the the start. She's when like all of the rings of the various like emotional spectrum things. Uh, some of the heroes who were dead, one of which was Wonder Wonder Woman, when she was killed and she was resurrected. Uh, she gets a star sci- star sapphire, and one of the comments they make is the reason why, and she has like the black ring. So she's technically like dead, and the reason why the star sapphire, which is like the love ring, is able to overcome that when it like gets on her, is uh, a police siren. Um, but uh, no, it's that, and that speech kind of solidified it for me. It's part of her character is like the idea that no one, almost no other hero, and you can include Superman in this because he's an alien. No other hero in the DC universe loves the Earth and the planet and the people on on the planet than Wonder Woman. Like, and that's why, like, people can say what they want of how cheesy it's like. Oh, love is the answer. But to you know what? But that's actually central to her character. DC characters are not are are not edgy. Yeah, that's what I love about them. They're very simple. You know, they don't kill. You know, they're, it's very black and white. They have a strict moral code that they usually, you know, follow. And, you know, and I, a speech like that establishes that, the fact yeah. that this is a different world from Marvel. They don't operate in Chase of Grey. This is the idea of every person, no matter how flawed they are, deserves to be saved. And she established that in that speech. And I love that. Yeah, and DC characters are, you know, we've known f- for, well, since ever that they're basically gods, these characters. Yeah. And with Wonder Woman, they've embraced that. And yeah. when they show that whole intro at the beginning uh, with Zeus and the whole pantheon, uh, it's just basically DC just embracing it and, and actually using that as an asset to... To the narrative that they're they're building up on, and it works to their favor. I think it works very well. Once again, going super nerd, 
on this uh, as someone who's a big fan of also the comics. Uh, unlike Superman, because Superman is also, for all intents and purposes, a god. Yeah. Wonder Woman is the only character, as, as, as you were saying, Rich, what you were saying is like, they fully embrace that, no, she's, she's a god. She's yeah. a goddess. Like, it's, it's very clear, and she's also a goddess who embraces the fact that she's a, a goddess, and in embracing that, unlike Superman, who's always trying, I feel, as a character, is always trying to, like, that's why Clark Kent is so bumbling. Mm-hmm. There's this, this commentary. It's the reason why Clark Kent is so bumbling and so, like, clumsy is that it's his, his him trying to fight against the kind of, like, no, I'm kind of a god, but I don't see myself as a god. Yeah. Uh, whereas Wonder Woman is almost like, no, I am a god. But in that, there are responsibilities and consequences for me embracing that. And it makes me think of, like, way in the future that they've kind of sort of been alluding to a lot. They always come back to it in, in the DC Universe, the kind of kingdom come version of the future. In which Wonder Woman gets uh, completely exiled from Themyscira. And she's sort of, and as part of the story, is like part of her kind of embracing her own godhood is after decades of like kind of seeing human, or maybe even like centuries uh, of seeing humanity kind of continually fail. Her as a goddess, she's become less and less a person who who she is in this movie where she like she loves the world she love is the thing that drives everything she's become more and more disillusioned with that and more and more like oh no i'm a god and i'm separate from everyone Mm -hmm. uh but i was gonna bring up also in the comics and i it might be in blackest night but it might also be in one of the like justice league comic books i think it's like blue beetle or someone who says like oh one or one like she loves the whole world but he also says the reverse. He's just like, everyone in the Justice League uh, is in love with her, like loves her, and and then it, there's like a Not like Batman. like like a no. That's the thing. No, 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 that's the fantastic thing. And they did this in the animated series too. A couple in different versions of the animated DC universe is everyone. I think it's I think it is actually Blue Beetle who says this. He's like everyone loves or is in love with Diana. And then there's like a period, and then the next little word box is even Bruce. <laughs> oh, can you blame them? Oh. I mean, when you, but there's also, when you look there's like Gal Gadot. He's an interesting, there's an interesting thing that they've, more than, more in the comic books, no, more in the animated series, actually, if you watch like Justice League Unlimited and Justice League, like the animated series, there's this whole thing where... And Batman kind of has this with Superman, but he has it even more with Wonder Woman. Where it's just like, uh, as much as he contrasts with Superman, Wonder Woman, Diana, is the only member of the League that he actually truly cares for. And love, not in love with her, but actually loves. Like, And that's like also one of the things that is kind of like, you kind of even see in this movie where it's just like, as strong as she is, like she loves the world, and the world also loves her back. 
because she represents something. And I think that's ultimately something that's, for me, Howard, and I will get to the things that I don't like about this movie, but ultimately I think that that is the thing that succeeds and separates this so much from the other DC movies. And even from the Marvel movies is that this is a character who truly wants to protect and care for this world. And unlike, say, the X-Men, or one of those characters, the rest of the world feels the same about her. Mm -hmm. Like, Well, this is the first non-Christopher Nolan DC movie that represents the character very well. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I agree. Batman, yeah, it's a separate universe, but I like and love Nolan's Batman because he got to the core of who Bruce Wayne is supposed to be. Um, I forgot the director's name for Wonder Woman, but she did a great job in getting to the essence of what Wonder Woman Peggy is. something? I want to say Peggy. Yeah. It's something similar to that. It starts with a P, and they say, yeah, you have a tablet. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm glad that she collaborated with a lot of writers like Greg Rucka, who's done, yes. I've, I've never read Wonder Woman, but I've heard good things about his run on her series. Greg Rucka and uh, Gail Simone have kind of done defining roles, <laughs> defining runs on Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins. Yeah, Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. Thank you. Um, so I, it's, it's like, it's like finally, this, this is why I love DC because yeah. of yeah. this universe. This and I the got first this feeling. Time, and I'm not, I'm more of a Marvel guy than I am a DC guy. And this was the first. And again, like, I know I came out of that theater a little like, eh. Yeah. But like, upon more reflection, I was just like, God damn it. it as much as I might have things that I don't like about this movie, it's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, this is why I also like the DC characters. And finally, someone, you know, gets it right that's not Nolan, you know, in terms of getting a DC character right. This movie is basically saving DC from itself at this point. And it did so very well. I think the key word for this movie is balance. It, yeah, yeah. This movie is balanced because even more, even in, I, I mean, I hold Nolan's film in the highest of, of regard, but even what even what this movie does even even better than Nolan's film is that it's it's balanced. It's me. not it's not dark. It's so dark as as even dark Nolan's films. It's it's it has a nice balance of of sense of humor. It it pokes fun of it even of itself. And it, it, it plays, uh, it introduces, the, it, it plays uh, the, the origins of the character extremely well with, with, um, with the mythology behind it. And is, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't hide any of the fact that it's, you know, it's, she's essentially a god and she uh, is part of a whole pantheon of, god, of gods. And but with that, you could have gone in a whole very serious, very dark direction if Zack Snyder, for example, w- might have directed this film. Yeah. But it didn't, and and that's that's the beauty of it is that it just it maintained uh, a, a real equilibrium between the narrative, the characters, 
and it gave you instances of well several many instances of of comic relief but then uh getting to the 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 real grain of of what what the what Diana's character was all about um the moment i mean i never thought i'd get emotional in a fucking comic book flick but damn it when steve dies and just like the flashbacks to what she thought he said to her upon yeah. him about to like get on the airplane i was like fuck I didn't expect to get verklempt at all. I mean, it's a fucking comic book flip. You know, I don't expect to feel anything. And yeah. Jenkins did a good job. It's like, fuck, I didn't realize how much I like Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. And God damn it, you know, just him letting her know that, hey, I'm going to save the day, but you're going to go save the world. <laughs> it's like, fuck. I want to cry right now with Kleenex to cry, not masturbate, you sick <laughs> bastards. I, I, <laughs> I, I, we never implied anything. See, you, you and me, we definitely had like a divide there on that scene, and I will get to that in a, in a moment. Um, You're a fucking I, bitch if you I, don't like that scene. I. No, I do like that scene, but I like it for the complete opposite reason that you like that scene. Um, but I do want to still talk about the the good. Uh, also, unlike as, and I'm not saying that the this, the fight sequences in the other films weren't cool because they were. Yeah, but there was so it. much like other stuff that was so problematic that like it didn't. Uh, there is and. Again, I gotta give because I was I I before I wanted to talk about it, I wanted to listen to some other people like nerd like podcast kind of talking about this and other reviews of this. Uh, all of the fight sequences in this, with the I mean the Ares fight sequence was cool, but it wasn't as cool as just like her just the in the trenches. I the like, trenches scene oh, when she fucking comes out yes. of it. That's. And there's, dude, it is not an accident that all the subway ads was just her like walking and blocking the bullets. That whole part where she like walks, just, just fucking, I don't give no fucks walking out of the trench and like, you know, blocking the bullets and then with the shield. And then after they like, she just starts fucking charging like and all the other soldiers pumped. fucking come out of the trench. It's like, she's fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah. Let's follow her lead. That more than any other scene in the movie. And I think in any other DC movie, like accepting to know like of this universe, any other scene in any other DC movies, was a moment that, you know, as, you know, this is going to sound stupid, but there's been plenty of those in the Marvel movies for me. But it was just so nice to have a moment in a DC movie yeah. where you're like, when they go, when the soldiers, the soldiers say, oh my God, she's doing it. Mm -hmm. Me as an audience member... And also going, holy shit, she's fucking doing it. Like, <clears throat> and that, like, as like a hero moment, watching that moment on screen is just like, yeah. you, you're like, that's the moment in the movie 
where I was just like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I was skeptical, had low expectations coming in. Yeah. But as soon as that, ha- that scene happened, I was just like, I'm, fuck it. Yes. Yeah. And to I quote- had that moment of like, fucking girl power, <laughs> what, yeah. all the things yes. that everyone has it's been just saying like about a the fucking movie. fucking superhero like, who happens to be a girl. Being a superhero. That's all it is. Yeah. She's a hero. Yeah. Who happens to be a woman. Big and, deal. And to quote the, the, the French character on the, the whole... Oh, uh, that band guy. of Strasco. <laughs> I he just took it right out of my mouth because he's like he he's like, I don't know whether to be aroused. terrified or aroused. <laughs> and like, yes, thank you. Because you just stole that I, right out of my I head. had a moment in that scene where just like, oh my god, that might be every woman I've ever been attracted to. <laughs> like literally, like every woman I have ever been attracted to. Since I was like a teenager, I've had I don't know whether to be terrified or aroused. (laughs) And a lot of times, it's both. And and the success or failure of that relationship depends on whether the terrified was justified or not. Uh, And another thing I loved was uh, this scene as she walks and uh, moves towards the front. Um, they pull this from the comics and I think Justice League when the Justice League are now starting to form in the New 52 where I think some girl is handing her ice cream it's like what is this you're eating you know it's ice cream the bestest food in the world and then this kid gives her ice cream and says oh my gosh and he t- she goes to the ice cream person magnificent you should be proud of yourself yeah. and they included that scene yeah, yeah, in yeah, the that, movie it's see, like that's, that, that I love that great. When you, 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 she just t- turns around to the guy and like you should be very proud <laughs> it's just like that, those scenes were so great because she, she just, she's she's getting to know this entirely new world on her own, and and it, it just it it plays it 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 plays to the to her character so well, and and that's why the humor actually felt it didn't feel forced, no, it felt no, natural, no. Yeah. because it's actually part of her character to like. You know, the scene in, like, you know, when Steve Trevor, you know, Chris Pine is in, like, the bathing area. It felt very of her character to, to and of him, of where his brain grows and where her brain actually is, the ice cream scene. And there's a lot of scenes like that where you're just like, the comedy is coming. It is not, we're just putting a joke in here because we think that that's kind of what people expect. Because I think even, like, the humorous parts, whatever, of Man of Steel, of Batman v Superman, it's like, oh, you're just forcing humor into this. Whereas, like, all of the humor in this felt like this is a natural progression of who her character is and how her her character is interacting with the world. Uh, So that's all the positives. Uh, uh, as I said, my only negative was is both negative and positive. It's a great scene; it's ne- necessary. But he, I admit, you know, the end scene was cheesy, especially her speech towards the end. The speech at the very end was very it, cheesy, but I was know, okay. I was okay with it by then. I was just that like, was yeah. my only. I, I didn't flaw. realize that all of the Nazis and Germans spoke English, <laughs> <laughs> and he spoke it that. so well. I just overlooked that shit, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I can see why they did that, but still, like the the, the general and and the the poison lady. They were definitely a tiny bit cartoonish, but even them, like yeah. when they had their like cartoony villain parts, I was like, no, I actually kind of enjoyed no, this. No, the, the, the whole like, premise, the whole DC-ish. premise about that whole gas and that whole chemical thing is kind of ridiculous yeah. when you really think about. Yeah. I, I, it, well, yeah, it's it's a comic book film, and it's not. It, this is not Christopher Nolan. It's not supposed. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's a not, DC thing. It's, a, it's this is not Nolan. It's top. not supposed to be super realistic, so I get that. But I was like thinking afterwards, and like this whole the gas premise. Yeah, no, but I guess it, you know when you suspend belief, it works. So, before I get to my big problem that isn't specifically with this film that I will get to in a moment. Uh, some small things. Uh, actually, weirdly, like, political, like, racial things. Um, black Amazons in it. Uh, Those a problem? Not a problem. I don't have a problem with it, but I could see how other people would react. So you have... Uh, there were definitely other black Amazons on it, but the two most prominent black female characters in it on Demoscria are essentially a mommy, a mammy caretaker character and a big old butch black woman like, as like the tough Amazon, which I get, I, I, I don't as a white dude, like I'm definitely not, I'm like I'm not gonna comment on whether that was good or bad, but I could see how that's a little tropey. Uh, and I think the, but, the, I point mean, it, that, the point that someone made about that is is that can, depending on how you fall on that, that could actually be positive or negative. And uh, so I, when I was listening to the Fan Bros, uh, there's a, a woman who is one of the co-hosts, and she said, As all of the positives and amazing as a movie, and she was like, generally just positive, there is still an element where uh, there were the three writers were three white males, and there is definitely like if you pay attention, you even though it's a female director, you can feel a white male's perspective. Kind of, there are things that if there was someone like a woman writer on it. There are things that might have been like, oh, we might have addressed this slightly differently. No, if you had a a woman of color, it would have been slightly different. However, I have to admit that despite it being Amazons and an island full of women, none of the women were sexualized. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, yeah, these, the, the, one of the big tough uh, Amazons was strong and, you know, kicking ass, but it's not meant to be sexualized. Even Robin Wright, who I think is gorgeous, not yeah. sexualized at all. Yeah. The queen, not you don't see cleavage. You, you just yeah, see yeah, people yeah, yeah, sweating, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. trying to kill the Nazis, trying to invade yeah. the beach. So, yeah, I understand, you know, a bunch of dudes writing it, but I think... Thanks to the director, Patty yeah. Jenkins, whatever it they it balanced it out, it out because out. you've yeah. seen these characters just sh- see them as warriors and not hot chicks. I definitely, you know? before the movie came out, before I saw the movie, there I had definitely read some commentary about you have this, the uh, Diana's caretaker is definitely kind of a 
or just happens to be a black woman and she just happens to be in the caretaker like sort of servant thing and you have this one really big Amazon who's like the big tough Amazon who isn't Robin Wright and she just happens to be a big black woman and there were people who were just like on the one hand I'm I like the and again this is a white I'm I'm a white dude saying this but I'm saying it at, to say that like I'm not the one necessarily saying this but when someone pointed it out I was like oh I could see that yeah. is that like the one big tough kind of butch not butch, but you but know, a lot of but happens to be a black woman as well, and I was just like, okay, I could see how that could not. It wouldn't. It, it and from what I read from the people were, there were definitely because there's always people who see who will see something like that yeah. and it'll immediately ruin the film for them or something. Uh, and they can't let go. Yeah, that's all. But there they were definitely focus other on. people who were saying, uh, that's there, and I get how you could be upset about that and like, like. At the end of the day, it's almost like it's like this isn't the greatest representation, but representation on screen is still representation on screen. And just to have an island that is full of powerful warrior women yeah. that are all different races, they're not all white women, yeah. you know, in spite of the fact that, like, the, the, the two main women of color who happen to be on the island have happen to have kind of tropey roles it's just yeah. like just the simple fact from like a woman's gender and i understand we're three dudes talking about this so i'm i'm gr- i'm granting that I, I i want to say that but to just see that on its own is 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 a positive it's a, it's a positive start that like like i said one of my criticisms is i always hate it and this isn't exclusive to Wonder Woman. I always hate it when there's someone, a, a actor and a character who I love, who I'm in the film, who I'm just like, oh, you murk them that early, and that's Robin Wright in this movie. I'm just like, yeah. just like God damn it, she's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. Why are you killing her? <laughs> um, and my biggest problem with the film, aside from some of the cheesiness, uh. Le- has less to do with the film and more to do with the fact that just well before again before I get to that another little minor thing the creation myth of the Amazons I don't know how accurate that is I don't oh they're made it out of clay matter. I mean the thing no, is no they're made to it's definitely stop. a creation myth where it's just like you're created but the reason why you're created is still to kind of temper men which means like the reason you exist is still the kind of serve men no like, no they're there to defend against um the threats of humanity but there's definitely that's what a, i there's got definitely a bit in there there's they're not there servile is, they're, no, they're warriors they're defenders percent a line where they said the amazon when she's telling diana the story she says the amazons were created to soften and something else, the men of the plant or of the planet, like or whatever. It's and it's definitely like, it's it's one of those things that like, it it's minor. But as someone who's hyper aware of these things, I just went, well, wait, what? <laughs> like, like I said, it didn't, it for didn't, reason, it doesn't I ruin not, anything for I me. I did not get, I did not catch them saying that they're serving men because these are these. 
were clearly Amazons and they're there for fighting. Yeah. So I always found that in the creation myth, it was there to defend against any threats against right, humanity right. that Ares or the yeah. other gods will throw their way. I found that they were the, you know, the the Marines, the front line right, right. that get dirty. Well, that's what I mean. There's there's different ways to interpret yeah, that. But, I mean, it's just there was it's particularly the term to soften and like and I think there was something along the lines of like to teach them love. I'm just like mm, okay. Well that's where Diana and yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman to teach humanity how to love. And, and also and also the moment that uh as it's just because I'm I'm giving them a lot of. Pro- I'll probably tag them on, on this because if you haven't listened to Fan Bros, you should probably listen to Fan Bros. Is what I'm going to say. Uh, but uh, DJ Benamine said that uh, there was definitely a kind of a moment that's a little bit questionable. It's like the moment that Diana Wonder Woman goes kind of Super Saiyan is right after Steve dies. It was like, and this it's small, but it comes to my larger point that as a character, I have always hated Steve Trevor. Yeah. I've always found but him you an need, unnecessary... But you need that anchor to trigger the hero to do something. Of course. In Man of, of Steel, I hated... Yeah, I mean, I like... Despite some people's issues with Man of Steel, I love the fact that it was like a big, you know, boxing match. I loved yeah. Superman fighting. And knowing how... You know, he went apeshit when Zod trying to threaten his mother. I love that. Yeah. How dare yeah. you touch my yeah. mother in a fucking cornfield? I was like, shit. That was the. <laughs> I hate Zack Snyder, yeah. but that was a fucking dope it scene. Al- it also uh, it also helps. Again, it helps like when you have such a good person playing the villain. Oh yeah, Michael Shannon. It's just like yeah. Michael Shannon. Oh, is, don't get me started with that. Michael guy. Shannon is the best part of Steel. <laughs> Like, no, really no. Is. Again, he's the villain. best part of the night before, or the yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. oh I yeah, just yeah. I, I need to own that movie. Uh, wait, wait, what? The night before that, the holiday, the Christmas movie, Christmas oh. movie where oh, he's wait. an angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what he's was not it? an what angel. Did he play? He's like he was the, like the drug dealer who turned who oh, had his right. wings. Yes, who yes. fucking that's right. Yeah, yeah, oh. and he's fantastic in it. Um, yeah, and. It's just that, like, I've always kind of hated Steve Trevor as a character, if only because of, like, he isn't. This is, this is going to be a terrible... He's like ana- a stupid puppy dog who can't get the idea that Diane is too big for him. He's a spy in this. I don't remember. I know. I remember him being, like, a, a pilot who crashes in Demoscura. As it's part of her it's part of her origin story yeah. so of course he was going to be part of it but I almost and I don't know whether this is a good analogy or not but he's almost the Manic Pixie Dream Girl except the guy <laughs> he's the guy version of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and that's why I've, I don't know how accurate that but that I've always kind of had a problem with him as a character and I like Chris Pine I like yeah, I, what he is in his movie but still I spent the entire movie going, when is he going to die? <laughs> no, no, And no, when he no, died, no. I had the I same reaction you did, but for the opposite reason. I got really excited because it was like, great, he's dead. Okay. Now, now Wonder reading, Woman can be... Reading 
comic books, I never loved Steve Trevor as a character. I rewatch rereading um, New Fifty Two and seeing him being fully immersed as like this sad puppy, you know, that it just could never get over Diana not fully loving him the way he wants to. It's like fuck it, I hated this character. However, Chris Pine is dope, and I did yeah. not want to see Chris Pine dying. And I thought he was great in this movie, playing a character who happens to be called Steve Trevor. Yeah. I hate the Steve Trevor in the comics. Yeah. I like Chris Pine playing yeah, Steve Trevor. That was my in conflict in it. Is yeah. is I like him playing the character. I still hate the character. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a good actor. I mean, he, and he again, he, with every character he's played, especially in Star Trek, you can see that, and you see that again in this film where he just he he doesn't take himself seriously either, and uh, and between his character and and how he's getting to know uh Diana's character and and the world she comes from uh and coming to terms with everything and then to the point where he's showing her what you know uh uh World War II Europe is is really about uh you, you you know, as I was watching him, like this is Chris Pine was was perfect for the role. He was perfectly casted for, for for that. And, and uh, I mean, I never really followed the comics like you guys did, but I thought he was he was a good compliment to the film. And I also just all of her kind of this story that she's built up in her head. The part that actually more than Steve Trevor's death that got to me is her when the gas gets shot into the village oh yeah her reaction to that is like I didn't get that verklempt because like Gal Gadot I like her but she's not a fantastic actress so like but that was more like for she's me she's perfect okay she's perfect that's that's fair um, but uh, that was for me like that moment was like oh that got me a little verklempt because it's like this is that character realizing that the story that she's built up for herself and before she finds that, like, even after that, when she's talking to Steve, that actually, even more than Steve, like, the scene on, like, the little, like, tower. When she realizes how ugly humanity is. Yeah. And he's, yeah. like, explaining, which is like, no, I, I'm, I'm going to go off and do what I have to do. Like, that more than his death scene and him, her remembering what he told, like, that speech got me more of a clump because it's her kind of becoming disillusioned mm -hmm. and him going, maybe you're right, but I'm still going to try go and try to do the right that's thing. that's what we do. That's, because that's my duty. Yeah. Like that's, you know, is, is that we try. Um, so that was great for me. And just coming back to like the actual, just all of like, just every time she started to like, the trend scene, the scene in the village, like her throwing the tank and fighting all the I, soldiers. I was just like, this is all dope. The small moments she, between her and Pine, like dancing, that was kind of cute. That was yeah. sweet too. That was cute. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and for brief moments, like, like I said, I agree with you. In the comics, I hate Steve Trevor yeah. as a character. And they make me, they made me almost like him, yeah. like in this. Uh, you're about to say. Is something. she like a um, like an eternal? Does she not age? Uh, she, 
ages kind slowly. Of, kind of. In Kingdom Come, there's a comment where it's just like, you've gotten older, but unlike the rest of us, it doesn't really show as much on, on you. Like, they age, but they age like apparently Amazon's age, but they age differently. Yeah, like Wolverine, have. there's very slowly. Yeah, it's okay. kind of like it's okay. more the Yeah, because that's because you know the, the the whole the whole movie is basically a, a flashback to her origin. Yeah, yeah. and of then almost like in, in the ago. beginning and at the very end, it goes, it returns you to present time, yeah. and she looks exactly the same. So I was wondering if if she just ages very slowly, and or she, she was born like. Thousands of years ago, if we're talking about Zeus, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and I guess the island is impervious, is outside of space and time, the, or some uh, shit like that. It, it's something like that, and also that, like, because she's not, she's not a uh, uh, Superman. Kind of has this too, but her even more so. That, like, because she's not really a human, really, she's like a creation, sort of. For um, yeah, is that like? She, in fact, I think in the comic books they might have played with this sometimes. Is like, were she have stayed on Demoscura, she wouldn't have aged at all. But like, the more time that she spends outside of there, living amongst people, the more that kind of starts to permeate her being, and she actually ages a little bit quicker being in the human world than she does when she's on Demoscura. Uh, I, and I said to you after after the film, and I definitely feel like uh, I didn't get the feeling because th- this was definitely like touted in the same way, some ways the Ghostbusters was. But unlike Ghostbusters number one, this wasn't like a quote unquote remake with a female cast. And number two, at the end of it, I didn't I didn't come out of it going that was pretty good, but I wish it was better. Mm. Even though, like, I, I kind of was grumbling, you know, I was critical when I came out. But I was definitely, my end thing for this was, no, I feel like this, that was, this was exactly what it needed to be. For an origin movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For now, an origin I mean, origin I came movie. in with somewhat moderate expectations because it's a DC film. But at the same time, I was curious to see what it was going to be. Because it's not directed by Zack Snyder, uh, and so I guess I was I was I was impressed. I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised in many scenes, and overall I I enjoyed it. It was an enjoy. It was a popcorn flick, and it, and it yeah, was yeah. and it was enjoyable, and we had a good time, and we got out of that theater really. Uh, I, at least I did. I I, I felt like I I got. I, uh, the best for my buck for my movie ticket and um, sure there could have been improvements here and there but uh, definitely from what we've had from DC this is this is up there DC needed this yeah, absolutely, and, and he, absolutely. A, even though I'm a Marvel person as someone who also liked DC I was just like I needed this too like as a fan yeah um Watching all the animated stuff, uh, you like we've been mm. talking back and forth about Young Justice, and that mm. even more so. It's just, I was just like, as a D- as someone who likes comic books and likes DC, I was just like, oh, this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> but this was like finally a movie that came out, and I just I hope they learn the right 
they don't take like really stereotype typical or like the wrong lessons from this you know what i mean well the lesson here is have a director with a vision yeah and trust that director and also because jenkins have been clamoring to do wonder woman yeah she had an idea and she finally got the power to make the a movie that she wants to make if warner brothers can't stop just dicking around fucking around with other creators and let them express the characters as best as they or can or just diversify your di- your directors yeah just just diversify outside of Zack Snyder yes uh, yeah yes. they really need and to do that he was still a writer producer on this by the oh, way oh no yeah yeah, yeah. He, he produced it but i have no problem still. with that being on the background it's just yeah. uh the actual you know directing um creating a vision for the character and the film that's what's needed which you have not seen because Snyder is a, just another version of Michael Bay to me. He's all spectacle. Um. <laughs> Did you really hiss at him like a cat? I have to be That's consistent. Ridiculous. I have to be consistent. Um, you just have to have... I mean, he's just another Michael Bay, and I hate Michael Bay. You know, in terms of he's great with spectacle, but very low when it comes to story, character development, yeah. and every other aspect that is required for a good film. Um, but for like as an origin film, I have to say this is one of the best. Better than I, f- I felt that this for me better than Batman Begins, better than Captain America. I wouldn't Mar- go that far. I, I, I think far. it was. I'm not hating on Batman Begins, but there were some slow moments. Yeah. I find that this, from beginning to end, got me hooked. You were um, going to say Captain America, the first Avenger. The first Captain. I would, I would definitely this agree This is better with than you. Captain better America. Than first I would Avenger, definitely agree with Better than that. Thor. Yes. Uh, better than the... Um, Hulk. Hulk. The first yeah. one. The first yeah, one, yeah. The first one. Um, I mean, not as good as Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy. That's, what, no. that's the best origin movie I've seen right. when it comes to comic book property but it's right up there yeah so it's right up there at, just because uh we're almost done yeah fanbro unless you have more to add there, there's just a uh they hate one of them posted a question on twitter and it was so like funny to me that i i want to ask it to you guys so uh there's cr- a bunch of chris's <laughs> like famous chris's if one of them had to go uh if you had a choice pine hemsworth uh, Evans, and there was one more. Who's the other one? Pratt. If one of them has to go, which one are you gonna go with? Hemsworth, Pratt, Pine. Hemsworth. Or M. I said the same thing. Hemsworth, because I can live without Thor. I can. Chris you know, Pine. It. Chris Pine. He does a good new Captain Kirk. I was gonna say Kirk over Odinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 because uh, those two are the, my last two. And and, <laughs> and 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 the hilarious thing about why I also said Hemsworth is just like, dude, you could just if you're gonna get rid of Chris Hemsworth, just bulk up Liam and he can be Thor. <laughs> <laughs> there's still two more Hemsworth. The other Hemsworth, like Luke, Wait, Luke, Luke, he couldn't play Thor. Liam, you bulk up Liam Hemsworth, he could be Thor. Because oh. those two dudes look almost, they're, they look so much alike. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I was, I'm leaning towards Chris Evans. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> inter- okay, I, ju- justify your choice. I oh, come on. I he I've warmed to him because I've of so I've warmed to I've him so as well. Him. I didn't care for him as uh, John uh, as Human Torch, but as Captain America, I, I he, he, he made good, me respect. He was the only the good character. part about Fantastic Four, yeah. honestly. Uh, well, and yeah, I'm not, not even not another team movie. Uh, however, you might feel about it, I actually like Push. A I've lot yet too. to see that. Push is pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Um, I wish in, I wish that Push hadn't come in between him being Captain America. Like if he had just done if he had done that before becoming Captain America, it would almost be like, yeah, okay, that's a pretty cool thing. But just having seen him done all this other stuff, when you see Push, you're kind of like, eh, this movie is X Men light. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you? Who, you said. He said. Pr- he said Evans. Uh, okay. Yeah. All I right. was really surprised by that. <laughs> so we're both Hemsworth. And you're Evans. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll stand by that. Anything else? I mean, I know there's some previews and stuff. Oh, uh, I'm just. I'm, I'm just. I'm just happy about this film. Yeah. Um, How do we feel about Justice League? I. It's a Zack Snyder film. I hope they take the right lessons from Wonder Woman as well. It's, it's o- it no. might be late for that. It's too though. late for that. I it's know. Too late because for the movie's that. practically done. Too late for that. Too late. So um, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I'm watching it because I'm curious about the dynamic bef- between Jason Momoa and um, Ben Affleck. Okay, you know, just, just they kind of. It, I'd like to see how they interact with you. Just other. based on the trailers alone, it looks like everybody else looks, for the most part, just two-dimensional, but it looks like Jason Momoa is having the most fun in that yeah. film. He's and that's why I care about that character that much. Because from what I've seen online is exactly what he exudes in the trailers. He loves his character. Yeah. He's having fun. And it's like... I want to get a f- more fe- a feeling. I have a feeling like that. that Aquaman is going to steal this film. I think so, too. Yeah. Also, him re- and Flash. Really, really quickly, um, do not pay for this movie. But it's it's actually... I will say it's actually worth seeing just because it's a fun, stupid romp uh, with a, a shit ton of hugely overqualified actors in it. Uh, Kong Skull Island... I, I want no, I I to watch this. that. It's 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 fun. It's not a good movie by any means. Oh. And it's it's fu- wait worse than Godzilla twenty fourteen. Uh, I enjoyed Godzilla twenty fourteen. Hey, I like Godzilla. No, 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 no. It's 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 worse, but not by a significant amount. It's got more monster fights. In I it, expected so it to be like bad. Okay, I expected that movie to be bad, and I haven't seen it yet. But I expected that movie to be bad, and all the reviews. Have been like, well, no, it's kind of, it's a Samuel lot of fun. Samuel L. Jackson in it. So it's I it's a fun movie. He's he's good in it. It's full of people who are fantastic. Yeah, actors I was like, I like the who cast. are just like, just are just okay in it. Like Tom Hiddleston is is okay in it. John C. Riley is fantastic, but As. he's generally speaking, he plays like a, a sort of like supporting character. But John C. Riley is generally just great in 
even in terrible movies, he's fantastic in them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, he's one of those dudes who's just like, yeah, uh, Brie Larson is pretty good in it. Samuel Jackson is pretty good in it. John Goodman is kind of a waste in it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, he's good in it. Yeah, it's worth seeing. It, don't pay for it, but it's worth seeing. And we're approaching Homecoming. Yeah, we'll see how that works out, too. I'm excited about Tom it's Holland. Gonna, it's going to work out. I'm excited yeah. about Tom Holland and especially Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'm so glad that Michael Keaton is like back doing sort of yeah. higher profile now, stuff quick again. Question: I don't know if you've been paying attention. I just saw snippets about they've they've cast um, Tom Hardy as Venom. Is that yes. through the MCU or is it Sony? If it's Sony, I don't give a fuck about. It. Yeah, if it's Sony, it's... it might be Sony, uh, and it might be it. It's not from what I've heard. It's not. Venom as like a villain in a Spider-Man movie. It's by it's Venom in his own. Yeah, film. you know, as the anti-hero. But I mean, I I'm a man on it, but it's Tom Hardy, and he does some yeah. awesome shit. He's an amazing. He makes That's good the only decisions. Why I'm excited he about makes that. good decisions when yeah. it comes to film. So something about the script got convinced him that. He Did anyone be read the thing? Apparently, he wrote a really like touching tribute to his dog and I did not I saw this online no. and I did not read it alright so so overall like Wonder Woman step definitely a step in the right direction more than Get, a woman yeah and me. it should it should be really the the film that future DC films should look to I, to take so many take to just pointers from and and just see what works and apply it to future films to, to, to the way like actually like putting stuff into production and how long stuff takes to produce I want it to be a course correction but I don't, I think it might be a little late for that it might be a course correction for what? post Justice League. It might be a course yeah post think, Justice yeah, League. And I think for you, sure. you, you're start. I I even say that you're starting to see that in some of the choices that they're making for DC films that, that are supposed to come out after Justice League. There are some like interesting choices that they're making, and I think that might be a little bit of a course correction. So hopefully, yeah, it's the rebirth DC rebirth of the uh, DCU on film. So I'm happy about that. Sweet. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to... Goodbye, Internet. Bye-bye. <laughs>